Welcome to our Board of Education meeting for Shawnee Mission. Uh, the date is August 12th. Please join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the first board meeting of the new school year, which began today. And uh, we look forward to having um, some students from our grade schools join us in future meetings to help lead us in the pledge, because we enjoyed doing that last, last year. Um, this year, uh, this meeting is our annual budget hearing. So the first thing we will do is open our meeting up in the form of a budget hearing. And that budget hearing process is one of the many steps that we go through in order to eventually approve and then post or publish our, and submit rather, our budget for the coming year. Um, so I will open this up for a budget hearing process. And I couldn't help but do a little explanation of what the state statute says. And the state statute says that prior to filing the adopted budget with the county clerk, the governing body of each taxing or political subdivision or municipality shall meet for the purpose of answering questions or hearing objections from taxpayers related to the proposed budget. For the purpose of considering amendments to such budget, the governing body shall give at least 10 days notice of time and place of the meeting by publication in a weekly or daily newspaper of the county and have that has general circulation therein. And we are doing such, as we talked about at our previous meeting, we agreed to post that. It's been publicly posted, so I'll open it up. Is anyone here to speak on behalf of the budget this evening? Going, going. All right. With that, thank you, and we will close our budget hearing for this, after this evening. And with that, we'll move now on to the agenda for the regular meeting. And the first item of the regular meeting agenda is the adoption of the agenda, to which I'll turn to board members for a motion. So moved. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor of adopting the agenda as presented, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes six to zero. Um, we have a motion to uh, approve the minutes of our special meeting on <coughs> July 22nd. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. All those in favor of approving the minutes of the special meeting October, I'm sorry, July 22nd, please <laughs> say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. We have minutes from another special meeting from that same day, July 22nd. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. All those in favor of approving the minutes of the special meeting July 22nd, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. And we move on to the minutes of the regular meeting of July 22nd. Motion. Move approval. Thank Second. you, Dr. Sinclair. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. All those in favor of approving the, approving the minutes of the regular meeting from July 22nd, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. And we move on to section five, which is our superintendent's report. Dr. Fulton. Okay, thank you very much. Well, I'll tell you, the, uh, the teachers have been very hard at work preparing for students, and today our students arrived. So it's a fantastic day, and Shawnee Mission is always exciting to, to see the students come back. Um, I know they're ready for school to start, and I think a lot of parents are ready for school to start, too. So it's a win-win. Um, you know, today we had our... Uh, we welcome students in uh, first through sixth grades, elementary school, seventh and graders and high school freshmen uh, began in their new buildings. And over the next couple of days, we'll continue to welcome uh, pre-kindergartners and other students as well. So, 
As a community through the strategic plan, we have stated our commitment to helping each child in our school uh, create their own personal success. And I really enjoyed traveling to some of the schools today and just seeing the smiling faces of staff and students. In the course of doing that, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time this summer and certainly in the last couple of weeks uh, carefully monitoring class size. At the elementary level, we have a maximum class size in grades K through, three, K through two of 24 students per classroom, and in grades three through six, 27 students per classroom. When class sizes go above that number, we work with the principal, who in turn work with that grade level team to determine the best way to address class size. That may involve hiring a teacher or hiring a classroom aide or creating another solution. And uh, importantly, this is a building decision. We will this year, per our strategic plan, uh, follow up on one of our uh, one of our action steps, which is to analyze the feasibility to re reduce class sizes across all grade levels. We'll look at that this year and do a careful analysis of what may or may not be possible going forward, because I know class size is always something that is of interest to, uh, to parents as well as staff and students. So um, anyway, that's an update on class size. Leading up to these first days of school, we've had uh, so many people in the district working hard to get all, all of our schools ready. Shawnee Mission team members worked hard at preparing facilities, designing and strengthening lesson plans, readying kitchens, and doing countless other tasks to ensure students were, welcome, were welcomed uh, warmly into the school year. Uh, last week, I had the opportunity to uh, share some thoughts with our teachers as well as some of our Classified, classified staff, and specifically, we're able to kind of start to unpack the strategic plan. That work is went on not just on that one day, but also I know in the buildings, principals are engaging staff around the plan. So the plan is going from paper to into action in our buildings. That's exciting to see. I'll talk about that a little bit more tonight. This summer, the Shawnee Mission School District completed its eighth summer of serving meals to children through the summer lunch bunch program. This program was established to better serve children in our community. Nancy Kokenauer, director of food service, shared that we served more children this summer than any other year. Lunch, lunch bunch has been in service. We served nearly 29,000 meals to children and 433 meals to adults who purchased meals. And this program was hosted at buildings who were in turn, hosting summer learning uh, opportunities uh, for our children. So we just want to thank the food service program for all the work that they did, and we're so glad we could provide this service to our community. I'm glad they took advantage of it. We have a new online diploma completion opportunity for adults who live in the Shawnee Mission School District boundaries. It starts this summer and is called Project Finish. We are dedicated to helping individuals become college and career ready, and this provides one more important opportunity for individuals to achieve their full potential. Once project finished students have completed all graduation requirements, they will be awarded a Shawnee Mission School District Diploma. Enrollment sessions start later this week. We'll include a link to more information about this program in the board recap. As a reminder, the uh, 
course, we know our community is celebrating our 50th uh, year as a unified school district, but we are going to have a really big celebration at the Education Foundation Fall Breakfast. It will be held at 7 a.m. on Thursday, September 5th at the Overland Park Convention Center. Community members, partners, and alumni are all invited. All of you are invited. Everybody's invited <laughs> to purchase tickets for this special event. Details can be found on the Foundation website, and we're so grateful to the Foundation for all the great work they do to support students and staff in our district. And speaking of the 50th uh, anniversary celebration, we're taking a bit of time to share some historical information at each board meeting. So here's tonight's tidbit. Tonight we're focused on our first high school, or as it was originally known, Shawnee Mission Rural High School. It opened in September 1922 and served both the Shawnee and Mission Townships, which included 14 separate K-8 through elementary school districts. Shawnee Mission Rural High School opened with an enrollment of 187 students. Today, the East Unit of Shawnee Mission North High School features some of the original construction of the building, although, as we all know, there's been considerable renovation and construction far exceeding the size of the original building, which is good because we have a lot more than 187 students there today. But anyway, I just thought that'd be a fun little fact to share. That concludes my report. Great. Thank you. Any questions? That will move on to the next item, which is the strategic plan update. And uh, Dr. Fulton for that. By the way, I'd be very happy to share these updates throughout the year, so I won't be the only one standing up here from time to time. But uh, I thought you might be interested in either seeing uh, for a second time or for some of you the first time the video that we did as part of our staff uh, welcome back last week. And I'll cover a few of the key points that we addressed uh, in, that, uh, in that professional development. And so here's a little video that our communications department has put together that's uh, a nice kickoff for the plan. This year, in the Shawnee Mission School District, 27,000 students will walk through our school doors every single day. It's our mission to ensure that each and every one of these students constructs their own foundation for success in life's endeavors. Through relevant personalized learning experiences orchestrated by talented, compassionate educators. And distinguished by an inclusive culture. An engaged community and robust opportunities that challenge learners to achieve their full potential. As we begin our 50th year as the Shawnee Mission School District, we will build upon our legacy of excellence. We will challenge today's learners. We will inspire tomorrow's leaders. We will be the bridge to unlimited possibilities yet to be discovered. Gotta love the smile. She's, she's such a delight. Well, we are kicking it off. We, we worked hard last year to put this plan together. Um, we designed it in a way that it could go from being words on a page to being lived in our hearts. And I hope that uh, that definitely is starting to happen and believe it is. Um, as we've talked about unpacking the plan, we, we, we frame it as being a set of puzzle pieces that have to be put together over time. You know, we grow these solutions organically together. 
And so as we look at uh, our puzzle pieces, we know that we want to help every child have a personalized learning plan. Every child be college and career ready, and every child have the interpersonal skills they need for their personal success. And you see that in the inner ring. But supporting it on the outside are people, culture, systems, learning and facilities. All of that is about building on the past, working from our strengths, using all those strengths, building on them to create an even better future. That will take time. It will take patience. It's going to involve a lot of careful design work. But as we work at it over the next five years, I think it's everyone's hope that at the end of that time, we'll be even better five years from now than we are today. And that's a, that's a great hope for the future. One of the things that we have been talking about is unpacking our beliefs. You know, the notion that every child matters is an important idea. That diversity is a strength is another important idea. Having a safe, caring community matters. Recognizing there's excellence in all of us. We just have to find ways to, to help each other pull out our personal best from one another. And, of course, as our young friend shared, we're creating a bridge to unlimited possibilities yet to be discovered, making sure that what we do as a, as a school district uh, matters in the lives of our children. And then, and I want to spend a little bit more time on this and the parameters. You know, doing the work together is important. How, the work, how we do the work together matters. And the parameters are going to be helpful. As we bring groups of people, whether that's staff members, uh, community members, and site councils, or in other kinds of forms, it's important that we respect the parameters that we've developed. So I want to spend a little bit of time on those. We want to make sure that we do what is best for students in their life. And as we build that with students, uh, we know that we need to take care of the adults, right? We need to do a great job of taking care of staff, helping them to do their personal best. That's foundational to helping students. We want to honor our diversity, respect that, treat every person with dignity, be responsible stewards of the resources that we have, spending them to the very best of our ability. Uh, and that's money, time. And this next one is powerful. Keep our commitment to excellence. This plan is absolutely about building on the excellence that defines Shawnee Mission. Our goal is to not only take the 50 years of excellence that we have behind us, but to build even greater excellence going forward and to recognize those traditions. But, uh, you know, it's important as we do this work that we be my respectful of one another, do it in a way that's kind and generous uh, with some grace because the work is hard. And there'll be times when, as we bring groups together, there'll be a variety of opinions about the way the work should go. That They'll have different, different opinions about the work. Um, but together, if we are patient, we can grow this and end up with uh, results that really help all children be successful in their learning. And so finally, this is the core of the plan. It's easy, isn't it? This notion that every child has a personalized learning plan, every child's college and career ready, every child has the interpersonal skills they need for life success. That's something that's easy to remember. It's timeless in its focus. It's clear. 
and um, it keeps us on track. So here's my encouragement to all of us. If we ever get confused some days about what are we really here to do, just keep going back to this focus and this will be our guide. Now, with that said, there are more details that need to be done this year. And so next board meeting, we hope to bring to you uh, a bit more detail on those action steps that we've identified to be accomplished this year. We want to kind of talk about the process for doing that, timelines, that sort of thing. We'll have probably quite a bit of detail on some, and others will still be in progress. But uh, just very excited that we can kick this off. Do you have any questions for me? Could you maybe speak to what, just we'll take one for example, you're an elementary parent and you're hearing about this personalized learning plan. What might that mean for you as a parent and your child just this coming year? Sure. So there's, there's two answers to that question. The first answer is when we talk about a personalized learning plan, one of our first steps will be to define what that means. And that's in our first quarter of work. We're going to get to work on that definition right away. Big picture, we know from the high school, the upper, the middle school and high school experience, that that involves looking at things like what careers might I be interested in? What goals do I have for my learning? How do I design my coursework to get me to those goals? For younger children, it's probably going to have elements of goal setting. Where am I as a learner? Where do I need to go? What goals do I need to set for myself? Some of those may be short-term goals, you know, maybe a, a week from now or three weeks from now, and others may be longer-term in nature. But we need to more clearly define exactly what it means to have a personalized learning plan and keep it uh, clear enough that everyone looks at it and says, well, that, that makes sense. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you. Anyone else? The update. Okay, thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Next, we have the board reports, and I'll turn to board members for their updates. And the first is uh, Mrs. Mack on the uh, SMAC PTA. Yes, the President's and Principal's Breakfast um, and General Meeting will be Friday, August the 23rd, in this room at 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Next item is um, the Education Foundation, Mrs. Owsley. Um, well, just a brief repeat of Dr. Fulton's remarks regarding the 50th anniversary um, Shawnee Mission Education Foundation breakfast that's on September 5th. Um, everyone's invited, and they've asked to make sure that I communicate the website is www.smef.org, so you can purchase your tickets there. Great. Thank you. That's just around the corner. Um, the KSB Board of Directors, Reverend Guy. Um, not directly related to Board of Directors, but several of us did attend the um, KASB roundtable that they had in Olathe this past week. I think there were four board members there and Dr. Fulton. And um, just a good chance to meet with other board members from other districts in our area and talk about common issues we're all addressing. And so that was a great, a great conversation that we had there. I go for training on Board of Directors on August 23rd, and then the first board meeting that I will attend is August 24th, the next day. Great. Thank you. And uh, KSB Legislative and Government Network, Dr. Sinclair. Um, nothing new to report there. I'm still open for feedback from board members. I've heard from a number of you um, if you have any other legislative concerns. 
for the coming session. When do you gather as a group to begin to put August the August twenty fourth, that's Saturday. I believe it's the twenty fourth. Okay. All right. What's that another week? It's coming fast. Thank you. Uh, let's see. And then we move over to our committees and uh, our policy review committee. Um, Sarah Goodburn's not here, who's been heading that up, but I'll turn to Dr. Sinclair and Mrs. Zila for any updates regarding that. Could I make one more clarification? Sure. Um, I would operate from our working, our existing legislative platform. That is my also my assumption. I should probably state that explicitly. That as we um, yeah. bring those issues to the table, first and foremost, we would start with our legislative platform. Great. Thank you. Just wanted to. Nope. Understood. Make that point and get. We're all on the same page. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Two of you like to update us on uh, policy. Yes. We're going to be uh, addressing these later on in the um, agenda, but if you want to speak to maybe some process that played out in your committees, and then we'll talk about the specifics of each uh, item as an action item later in the meeting. Yes. So the board policy committee met last week, and it is um, comprised of Sarah Goodburn, who's serving as chair, Deb Zila, myself, and then a, uh, district support, um, superintendent, deputy superintendent, and our in-house counsel, um, Rachel England. And um, we spent um, a, a good deal of time kind of trying to dig into a backlog of policies. So KSB has a, a, a set of model policies that allows us to um, uh, they continue for the uh, local school boards to identify any current changes in statute. And so we as a school district can look at the model policy and make sure we are current. So we've been digging into kind of that, that list or backlog of policies. We also began a discussion on the formation of um, a permanent district-wide policy. So we've begun that and we'll kind of be digging into um, some examples and doing a little research before we uh, bring a recommendation or some thoughts to the to the board. Uh, we also um, discussed the need to begin kind of doing some more or begin some research on um, NDO policies. So those are kind of the three pieces we're trying to balance. And I would just add to what to Mary said. We've had two updates one in December of 18 and a current one after the session ended this year. So those are the two packets of updates that we're sort of dealing with right now with, um, with our policies and seeing where we're at with them or creating them if indeed we did not have a policy on our books that they're recommending. So um, <clears throat> I think going forward, not only with the NDO, but we're trying to get some sort of sense of a thematic way of going through the policies of those two packets. And so we're thinking when we get kind of things that we think are very, very important, not that NDO is not important, but that takes a good deal of research and thought. So, um, but we're going to start basically with A and move our way, <coughs> excuse me, through the policy book. <coughs> so there's some semblance of like we're dealing with student issues here. We're dealing with uh, staff issues or, or whatever policies that there might be coming about. So it's, it seems disjointed right now, but we're trying to kind of get our handle around it and then we'll move forward in a more thematic way, hopefully. That's our plan. Great. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to the specifics about those policies when we get to them in the action items and you'll begin to see the, the work that they've been chewing on. All right. Any uh, 
That's it for the committees. So with that, we move on to section uh, 5.04, this public comment. Mrs. Wintering, no one here for that today. All right, we move on to the consent agenda. Um, before we seek adoption of the consent agenda, is there any item on the consent agenda that would like to be removed for, or that a board member would like to remove for individual consideration? Being none, I'll seek a motion to approve. I would move approval of the consent agenda. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. All those in favor of approving the consent agenda as presented, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that passes six to zero. We move on to um, area eight, which is our action items this evening. We have several of those. And the first one is the approval of uh, the purchase of transportation services for homeless students. I'll turn to Dr. Fulton. Dr. Atha can provide a brief update on that. Uh, we're asking you this evening to consider uh, uh, approval of this is it, specifically for uh, assisted transportation uh, to provide uh, transportation for our homeless students uh, in a budget amount of uh, not to exceed 480000 and that will come from the operating fund. Uh, just a point of clarification, uh, we contract, the district contracts, two services for transportation. One, DS Bus, Kincaid, who provides our general transportation overall to our students to and from school, and assisted transportation, who provides transportation for our McKinney-Vento students, our homeless students, as well as some of our special education students. With that said, I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. This is something you do approve every year. It sets the budget to be able to pay from this account. Mrs. Mack? Yes, I just um, wanted to clarify as well. This is something that comes out of our operating funds, that there is no reimbursement at the federal or the state level for these expenses. Is that correct? Not from the federal government. Um, but with that said, our McKinney-Vento students uh, that live out of the district, that are in a state-put status of where we're providing uh, transportation as well as educational services here in the district. Whatever district they're coming from, whether it be Blue Springs or Lee Summit or Kansas City, wherever it may be, that district is to pay half. Thank you. Other questions on the agenda item? Make a motion. Move approval. Thank you, Mrs. Housley. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. All those in favor of approving this item, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that passes 6-0. Move on to item 8.02, transportation special education students. Again, Dr. Atha can provide a brief summary. Yeah, again, um, this is with assisted transportation. And as I said earlier, uh, they uh, will provide uh, transportation for some of our special ed students. And again, we're setting a budget mount not to exceed $350,000. And again, this will come from the operation, operating fund. Questions on the item? Make a motion. Move approval. Thank Second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that's approved 6-0. Next is item 8.03. Now, this is a first reading of one of our policies. Um, I'll turn to our policy committee folks first that want to speak to that, and then also Dr. Fulton, if he wants to add to it as well. So the first policy we have here for review is board policy GAOC, its use of tobacco products in relation to staff. And this um, 
proposed changes is really in relation to um, some KASB model policy um, that was recently updated in December of 2018. And it's reflecting um, kind of more, a, a more current definition of um, uses and ways to um, ingest nicotine. Uh, so it's just kind of updating current practice, not current practice, but current products. Definition. Yeah. And you did say based on statute, correct? Because we're, we're statutorily doing this as well, so. Thank you. We're going to tag team this. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. Good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, questions about yeah. this? This is, going, this is the first reading, so there's no action proposed on this. This is for the board members and public to have a first uh, view of this policy change. It's an update, uh, updating language to be concurrent with statute language and definitions. Yes, yes Reverend Guy. Um, so this says on all school and property, so we are talking about parking lots and even like sidewalks outside of schools or are sidewalks considered public? I'm just curious. Well, sidewalks, unless they're owned by us, are usually considered public. Okay. Yep. Um, and also, I'm just curious, um, This, yeah, the whole vaping thing is new to me, but I know that in past, um, people would get nicotine patches prescribed by their doctors, which is, I would consider a nicotine delivery system. Is that part of this or not part of this? If a staff person has a nicotine, I'm just curious, is, is this speaking to that or, or not? That's a good question. That's a very good question, which is one reason why we did a first reading. Okay. <laughs> and one we did not, a one scenario we did not discuss. Okay. And it's interesting that it wasn't in the model policy. Mm -hmm. So, so if it were, if it were, mm -hmm. if it was a result of, uh, say, something that a doctor had prescribed, mm -hmm. it'd be one thing. But. Um, and I don't know, know if we'll they're over-the-counter the available. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nicotine gum. We'll and nicotine gum and yeah. yeah, so I didn't know if those were also mm -hmm. covered in this policy or not. Really good point. Yeah. Take a second look at Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? All right. Thank you. We'll move on to I eight, item 8.04, okay. also first reading. Right. So this is first reading board policy, JCDAA, and this is uh, in relation to tobacco use. Um, among students. Again, this is statutory changes and update that was provided by KSB model policy, and the most recent update for this was also December 2018. I would just ask, um, when we look at this next time, obviously uh, the Reverend Guy's comments being um, looked at, reflected in what we approve or not approve. Um, my understanding from talking to teachers, especially in our um, secondary schools, this is a huge problem. And the students are doing it in, in the classroom, et cetera, and it's so um, pervasive that really there's not a lot of uh, discipline being brought about for this. So I would love to know what, when we talk about this next time, not tonight, but next time, what, the, what our policy is as far as what disciplinary action is supposed to be taken. Um, with students vaping in the classroom. Thank Enforcement, you. all right. Yes, Dr. Sinclair. Uh, um, so the language here is all-inclusive, but my understanding this would be something that would be more in relation to a revision of district student discipline policy that's mm -hmm. beginning this year. Is that yeah, yeah just, to, just to touch on that, obviously, but 
never be appropriate to have a student vaping in the classroom or anybody vaping in the building actually. So that's, that's uh, we can do a follow-up with that. Th thank you. I mean, one of the pieces that was included in this policy language too was participation in cessation programs, mm -hmm. particularly given the addictive nature of some of those mm -hmm. products. And I will add that we get we got input from Shelby Rebeck, who is oh, on good. a state task force about vaping. So, um, so she gave us great input for that mm -hmm. inclusion in the in the policy as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyone else on this item? It's a first reading, so there won't be any action tonight. Correct. All right. We'll move on to item 8.04, and this is a first and final reading regarding an update to emergency drills. Okay, yes, so this is um, uh, policy EBBE, and this is uh, directly in alignment with, with new state statute. Um, this was updated in June 2019 in accordance with the last legislative session. Um, we, the district, did not have this level of specificity prior to, so it is a new policy adoption to the district. I will add um, but to... But pretty straightforward. Right, and it does align with our current practice. So okay. we're doing this. Right. Already. And was this an update to statute from year to year? Do I remember that there was a conversation in last year's legislative session, well, three months ago legislative session, that the pendulum had swung too far and that there was too many required? Right. We did not have a policy for drills okay. on our books, though, before. So we have adopted statutory, current statutory language Okay. for this policy now. And the safety drills were reduced from 11 down to three. That's what I was remembering. The crisis drills. Thank you. Total of nine safety drills. All right, thank right. you. Yes, Mr. And I will just acknowledge that um, when Mr. J John Douglas came to the district, he thoroughly went through, and how big is that <laughs> safety drills and crisis? He went through every building, and I know you do a, an ongoing uh, review of all that, but it was incredible how it was specific to each building. So I, we had that review, and I know it's ongoing. All right. This one is put forward by the Policy Committee and Dr. Fulton as a recommended for action. I'll seek a motion if someone would like to make that. I would move approval. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. Mm -hmm. Any further discussion on the policy? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. And that's approved 6-0. The next one is 8.06, and this is also a first and final reading regarding custodial non-custodial parent rights. So this is policy KCB. This is uh, also recommendation, a recommendation of an update from KASB model policy as of December 2018. Essentially, this is reflecting that kind of a loss of custodial rights does not necessarily mean there is a loss of rights to access student records. So it's kind of clarifying this language. Any additional updates, clarifications? No. Okay. Any questions on the proposal? It is in keeping with current practice. All right. I'll seek a motion to approve. Um, make motion. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Final set. Any questions? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that's approved 6 0. <coughs> Move to 8.07. And this is a second reading, and it has to do with student publications. All right, so this is our um, second second reading of this uh, policy. 
And these um, final edits really are about clarifying um, alignment to language, uh, statutory language. So the first change um, reflects uh, the Kansas Student Policy Act, which really codifies Tinker. So the language that was deleted from there was somewhat redundant. So we're really trying to clean up language, and I think where we were getting this final overlap was in looking at both KSB model policy as well as the Kansas Student Publications Act. So uh, Rachel England did con um, contact um, KSB to try to get some rationale behind the model, the language in the model policy and, and shared the feedback that we had gotten from the community and in our discussions on the board and have moved forward with these last two edits again to re just really to clean up so that the default is to the Kansas Student Publication Act in this first piece without the redundancy of the um, appropriate discipline in the operation of the school, kind of that deleted phrase. And same with the latter, kind of keeping the language in alignment with um, model policy. And I think that, that final, that, that bottom uh, change really mm -hmm. aligns us tightly with uh, the tinker language. And this so it's just cleaning it up a little and bit. And this also retains the language of the ACLU agreement, verbatim. Questions on this language? As a reminder, we had a first reading two meetings ago, and then we uh, updated that, and then we presented a first reading with the new language last meeting. So this is a second reading of the most updated language. Mm -hmm. Any other questions around, around this version? Take a motion. I would move approval. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. I would second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Any final questions on the motion? Yes, I don't Mr. have Mack. a question. I just have a comment that um, several of us were able to attend the ACLU briefing um, presentation that all the administrators were doing the, during the leadership retreat. And this is almost exactly the language that was brought forward. So I just wanted to make that comment. All right. Thank you. Anyone else? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That is approved six to zero. Uh, we move on to 8.08, .08, and this has to do with referee services. I'll turn to Dr. Fulton for this one. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to have Dr. Atha speak to it. Normally, uh, this item would it, normally this item would appear on the consent agenda because it would not exceed two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, we have a practice, as you know, to to move any item that exceeds that $250,000 threshold to an action item. And what we're asking you to consider this evening is pro uh, to approve uh, the purchase of referee services from our bidder pay trust account for athletic competitions at our high schools and middle schools for the 2019-20 school year, uh, not to exceed the amount of $252,000 $725, so it just barely went over that <laughs> threshold, but this is something we've got to pay those officials uh, that uh, serve at our home contests at the high schools and the middle schools. Thank you. Questions about the motion? And I'll seek a motion to approve. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. Any discussion or questions about the item? 
All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that is approved 6-0. And we move on to item 8.09. And this is the adoption of the budget this evening. And so we'll have a couple last uh, updates and clarifications on that. Yes, and Russ Knapp is going to come forward and is a brief presentation. Well, good evening. Um, to reiterate uh, President Stratton's comments earlier, this is your final step to approve the budget. You have your hearing. Uh, we did publish in the Kansas City Star. And so now we're here tonight for your action item to consider adopting the budget. Um, the, just for FYI, all our budget documents are posted out on our website under the budget and finance. They're also attached to our uh, the board agenda item. And before I move on, I want to thank Allison Starosky, who's not here tonight, but I'm sure she's watching at home. <laughs> um, so I'm just getting my thank you into her for the record. There Duly noted. A lot of work in a very short amount of time. She does a great job. Um, so t as a reminder from our July 22nd board meeting, um, you approved the notice of hearing that went into the Kansas City Star, so we passed that test. The total budget is $473.5 million with an estimated mill levy of 52.115. So there has been no changes since the publication, so everything is status quo as at that time. And then the last item that I kind of want to just point out is our operating funds again, since that's the, the major point of our budget. Um, the budget surplus is still at $4.7 million, and that's after we put in the classified raises of $961,000 that we approved in June. Um, the budget does include $500,000 for professional growth or call movement for the certified group. Um, the budget does not include any raises for certified staff, the psychologist, the parents' teacher, or the administrators. So that leaves us with an operating budget of about $4.7 million. And do you have any questions for me? Questions about the summary of the budget and the budget that's been presented? The clarification on your last statement, and that was that this does not include uh, increases in compensation for those groups. That's pending further negotiations. That's correct. Anyone else? Any questions? I would move approval of the budget. Thank you very much, Mrs. Zeal. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Any final questions on the budget that we're asking for approval this evening on? Can we grow any more money? Any money trees out there? <laughs> well, we'll see what our enrollment does. Yeah. So that's our last little bit of hope. And I would add thank yous to Allison and you as well and your whole budget team. This is a huge thing to undertake every year. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about the budget and the motion before us? I think I appreciated the the conversations we've had over the last many board meetings. So I feel like you've kept us and really gotten us to this point, kept us up to date about pending changes. So this is fully expected to see this. So I appreciate the homework you've the the um, instruction you've given us, kind of along the way, and explanations. It's helpful. At this how, point. how we built the budget. Yes. Yes. Anyone else? All right. We have a motion and a first and second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that's approved. 6-0. Thank you very much for us. Uh, now we're on to item 8.10. And this is the adoption of the school term plan for this school year. Dr. Fulton. 
Yes, and once again, Dr. Atha is going to give us some insight as to why we need to do this. Well, as you may recall, uh, you approved the 1920 and the 2021 school calendar at your last meeting. That calendar, those calendars and calendars previously is based upon 1116 hour student contact time for grades K through 11 and 1,086 hours for grade 12. And so, like I said, historically, you approve a calendar based upon student contact time. KSDE requires the board to adopt a plan, either a 186-day plan or 1,116-hour plan. So consequently, we're bringing this to you to strongly consider approving the 1116 hour student contact time that aligns with the two calendars that you approved last month. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Uh, that sounded like a very strong recommendation to fit in with all the other work that's been done up to this point to make this math work. Any other questions on the uh, motion and the, and the proposal? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that's approved 6-0. Dr. Atha. I would like to add we keep a very close eye on those hours. And we're very close on our senior hours due to our late start Thursdays that gives our staff an opportunity for professional development and, um, and those infamous snow days that I hope we don't have any this year. Uh, so, but we fortunately uh, have four snow days moved in, built into the calendar, which really helped us this last year. As Reverend Guy mentioned, we were at the uh, gathering of the different school districts last Thursday, and as school board members gather around the table, that's what we talk about. How many <laughs> snow days did you build into your budget this year? I'm not kidding, we really did. <laughs> Thank you for your work on that. Um, and now we move on to board comments, board member comments. I'll turn to the board for any comments this evening. Yes, Mrs. Owsley. Um, enrollment for Project Finish has started. And um, I have a dear family friend who, when he was his senior year in high school, his father's kidney failed. And he was on dialysis for a few months, and then he needed a kidney transplant. Um, and he ended up not completing the curriculum his senior year of high school. And uh, he's enrolling in Project Finish. And it's been a few years and he now has his own kiddo and he's working construction. And I'm really excited for him to complete mm -hmm. um, his high school diploma and to get a diploma from the Shine Mission School District. Um, I think it's really gonna be a positive thing in his life. And as we know, a lot of times there are circumstances outside of a student's control. And when his father was sick, he did a lot of additional things around the house. And so it's been really neat to watch the rollout of this program and to know that he's got the opportunity to do that and to have a diploma from his district. So I just wanted to let the administrators know who've worked on that, that it is going to make a difference in this young man's life. So thank you. Great. Thank you. Dr. Sinclair. Um, I would just like to give a shout out to all those link leaders in the um, mm. high schools who, uh, the upperclassmen who are helping um, uh, comfort and calm the incoming freshmen. And 
building that support throughout the, the, the first year in high school. Um, and, um, and also a shout out to all the PTAs who helped welcome all the first time kindergarten parents bringing tissues and <laughs> helping with that transition. Yes, uh, this is Mac. Um, I wanted to, to um, cotton on to what Heather was saying. I noticed in the consent agenda that the fee that we approved is $60 to finish high school, and that's mostly for background checks. So this is really something that the district is providing, and I, I think it's a fabulous idea. Um, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit more about the transportation for the homeless students, um, and specifically our homeless students in Project Home. Um, we've talked about this program a little bit over the last couple of months, but I wanted to reiterate that this program, um, led by, Dr., uh, by Mr. David Armovich, um, brings several community organizations together to prevent our families from becoming homeless. And that project last year prevented 197 people in our district from becoming homeless last year. Um, I recently learned that we are losing, that, that that project home is going to lose between ten dollars to $15,000 in much needed funding next year because Project Home is not a 501c3 organization. And so I'm bringing that to the attention tonight of um, everyone here because I personally don't know if it needs to be a 501c3. I don't know if it can be under the umbrella of the school district or not. But my understanding is, as well is that it would also receive a lot more funding if it had 501c3 status. So I wanted to highlight what Project Home does, and I'm hoping that that budget, operating budget goes down continually as we prevent more families from becoming homeless in the Shawnee Mission School District. It is an incredible program. They also have it over in Kansas City, Kansas, through Avenue of Life. Um, here we do it through New City Church. And it, um, it really is, it works. It's a program that works. So I just wanted to highlight that. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Other board members. Yes, Mrs. Zila. Lastly, you can't let the first day of school go by without <laughs> saying happy school day, happy school year. And I hope it's a wonderful year for students, staff, our entire community, and for all of those that are the freshmen, the seventh graders, having those big transition, the kindergartners, give it a little time. It'll all iron out. It'll be great. So anyway, have a wonderful school year. Anyone else? Agreed. It's almost incredible to think that the graduating seniors are the class of 2020. Um, pretty amazing. Um, our next board meeting is August 26th, and we will now seek a motion to move to executive session. I move we go into executive session to discuss personnel issues pursuant to the non-elected personnel exception under COMA, and the board will reconvene in the boardroom at um, 7.20. Is it 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. 7.20. Second. Why don't we build a 10-minute in the front end of that for okay. a break? Okay, so we'll build a 10-minute in the front of that and reconvene at 7.30. Yeah. Second be. as amended. Thank you, Thank Mrs. Zila. Uh, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Good night.